And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here to have another conversation I'm hoping helps your business grow. So there ain't nothing to it but to do it, right? And once you start doing it and you get a little bit of experience, you learn a whole lot of lessons, lessons in life, lessons in business, lessons about yourself and lessons about the people that are around you. And we're going to talk about some of those things, but really what we're going to talk about is lessons learned while building an app. And that could probably be like 10 shows because there is a whole lot of lessons that anybody figures out and comes up with as they begin to build technology. Now, today's episode of Startup Hustle is powered by Fullscale.io. Hiring software developers is difficult, and Fullscale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably and has the platform to help you manage that team. I'll tell you what, we have learned a few lessons building that too. Go to Fullscale.io to learn more. With me today, I've got Cayente Young, and Cayente is the founder of the Success Airlines app. And I have a feeling he's learned a few lessons building that straight out of Houston, Texas. Cayente, welcome to Startup Hustle. Hello, everybody. How you doing, Matt? I'm a big I'm look, fan. I'm looking forward to sharing these lessons, man. Yep. Yeah, man. It's going to be a great time. So, you know, I, every every uh, conversation is easier to have and more informative if we get a little bit of information about your backstory. So lay it on us. Make it hot. Is that, okay. That's Cayente, right? So this <laughs> is going to be a hot show, right? No matter yeah, what. It's a hot show. All well, right. um, I'm from New York City, actually, originally from Harlem. Um, I started out uh, 19. I got my own public access show in New York City. I'm not sure if you remember, but, you know, free TV. Yeah. I did that. I used that show with the public access is the original YouTube. So I was 19 with my own public access show. I used that to uh, get a deal with Coca-Cola where um, I was Coca-Cola ambassador. From there, I used that. And also I helped Coca-Cola develop a team magazine. I went on to take that idea. And also I worked with uh, another team magazine and I started my own magazine. I used that magazine to develop the brand, The Sneaker Man. And I traveled America promoting sneakers on the news for Foot Locker. Um, I've done 279 morning show appearances. Uh, from there, uh, I mean, I've, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur, but based, basically based around marketing. I provided marketing services. But uh, my passion has always just been educating the next generation. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a self-admitted sneakerhead. Nice. Yeah, I know. The second closet. It's a thing. <laughs> the third closet wasn't happening. My wife said, get some of these shoes out of here. And you know, it's, act, it's fun here, here in uh, Kansas City. We have a startup called One Pair that is a sneaker shop that is used to teach kids how business works. It's really cool. So, yeah, so it's I, I, I dropped off a whole lot of sneakers there. They weren't sure what to think of me when I showed up and lifted up the gate of the SUV. And I'm like, take them. Yeah. Take em. My Sounds wife is like probably going to Goodwill. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. My wife is going to probably either throw me or the sneakers out. So the success airlines app is a detailed education tool that helps children begin to navigate career opportunities in an ever changing world. Um, you talk about the motivation behind building the success airlines app and why that was important. But I mean, like, I mean, where every good entrepreneurial idea usually comes from solving a problem. Let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, what was the problem that you wanted to solve and why did you why did you dive into building this? That's a really great, great question. And most people don't recognize the problem. For one, and, and there are many problems, Matt, for one, the pandemic has uh, crippled a uh, 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 generation of, of our kids. Um, it's already stated that the reading scores are down, math scores are down among ninth, uh, ninth graders. Um, Secondarily, we live in 2022. The cost of living is high. Parents don't have the time that they had when we were children to educate us. Also, as I became an adult, I recognized there were so many things that I didn't learn as a child that if I had learned as a child, I would have avoided those mistakes. You know how it is. You get to college and there's a cool guy with a table and guess what? You got a shiny new credit card. <laughs> I didn't learn about that till I got to college. So what my app does is it teaches kids about careers initially, but secondarily, it introduces them to life skills. You know, things like what is a loan? What is a bank account? You know? Yeah. And, you know, there's now as someone that actually dropped out of five colleges. Yeah, that's me. Um, I... Yeah. And, and, and for those of you that can't see the video, Kayante just held up too. I didn't know if he was telling me, yeah, you're, you should be at peace. Oh no, I dropped out of two colleges too. Well, you know, I've been one of the more popular comments that I get tagged in from people online is that reading my book gave them the courage to drop out of college. But at the same time, like I I get kind of on my soapbox about that because I think a lot of the things that you're forced to learn, and I say forced, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, because I'm sitting here struggling in school. I'm in some economics class trying to go through. I just want to be in the business school and I'm going through all these Greek symbols and learning all this shit. Like I still haven't used any of that. Never. And And I've become a pretty sophisticated business person. And, you know, so like some of the things that there, and I understand the point, it's attempted to be well-rounded, but you know, it's almost like we should have like realist 101. Like, and and I see a lot, I've seen a lot of that. There's, I've talked to other people on the show that are doing things to increase financial literacy, not just amongst children, but even amongst adults. And it kind of leads me to believe that a lot of the things like I don't know, man, you're from Harlem, dude. There's like, there's, there's, there's street knowledge and there's school knowledge, right? Yeah. And like, which yeah. one's more valuable? I think that they're both value, valuable depending on the environment. It just depends yeah. on the environment that you're, that you're in. But again, like, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head, man. The kids are going to school. They're learning things they will never use in real life. One, two. Did you know, do you know, did you hear that the kids are getting less homework? There are some times when the kids don't get homework. For me, <laughs> the homework helped me because I learned what I learned in class. And then I went home, I did my homework real quick, but it was a, a quick reminder of what we did in school. Kids aren't even getting homework. You know, we live, go ahead, bro. No, I was, I was going to say, I mean, I think a lot of that is uh, you talk about parents in busy lives and. I think it's easy. You know, I'm a parent. I've got two small kids that are in elementary school and 
I think in an ideal scenario, I teach them all kinds of shit. But in reality, I don't. Not when it comes to books. Mm-hmm. I try to teach them other stuff. Like, like for example, my, my daughter, who's, you know, almost eight, you know, sends a message to someone that said, like, you're a poopy head or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, that's not cool. That's not cool. Like, so, so there's, I mean, there's, there's, I, I think that that's a challenge though for parents because yeah. it's, I mean, I don't know, man, life's been pretty exhausting for me and everyone else. And I think I got it pretty easy. I can't imagine how people that have it tougher than I do yeah. get to dealing with it. So do you, do you think that, that this is a, like a societal flaw? Like, I mean, if you're going to, you got to treat, you got to treat the cause and not just the symptoms on some level, but you know, like, I mean, how do we, how do we begin to fix this? Well, you know, I, that's, you know, that's not my, my path or right. I just, I get, I I get into that too. I get into that too. What what can you do? I'm, I'm not a yeah. politician. Yeah. You know, I have I don't no desire be to be, that's the only way you can make real change in policies is through politics. Yeah. Um, but it, the the re- reality is, is, you know, our children are learning things that they don't need that they'll never use. I mean, yeah. they may use them in college in those uh, preliminary classes. But aside from that, you know, and so why my app is important, because it introduces kids to all of the careers that are available. And just keep in mind, we just launched a few weeks ago. Uh, we've had got uh, uh, over 1500 downloads, which is amazing. That's and, good in the short term. Yeah. And the, and the thing is, is that, you know, we have a huge following on Clubhouse. Clubhouse app has been very supportive. And through time and listening to all of the parents speak and talk about the issues that they have with their children, you know, the reality is, is that this generation may not necessarily be prepared for the future. They may not be. Everything is at their fingertips. They're texting and tweeting. They don't know how to do simple things that we learned as children because technology does it for them. Um, but more importantly, my app, all with all of those things aside, right? It's all about getting your child in the mindset of success. It's all about introducing them to the possibilities of you could be a, 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 a in aerodynamics. You could be a tattoo artist. You could be a painter. But how many people have you spoken to who have gone to college for something that they did, they realized they didn't want to do? And this is something that they decided, you know, in high school when children could be young and number one, getting exposed to different careers and seeing behind the scenes and being introduced to, you know, people who are in the careers or they can go to college, waste your parents' money. Hello? Waste your parents' money and don't even finish and then end up doing something else. You know, when I worked in, when I, one of the earliest memories I have uh, in entrepreneurship, I was talking to, uh, she was, uh, she was the, uh, the, the head PR person at a clothing line called uh, Aniche, China Flowers. And I'll, I'll never forget, she said, you know, she went to school for one thing, but she's working in fashion now. And I was 1920, and I remember that, and that just stuck out to me. So that is always echoed in the back of my mind. And I think that's why my app will be beneficial. Had you built any, have you built software before this? No, 
Because um, that's what that's what we that's what we need to talk about now. Because we told everyone we talk about the lessons we learned. So what's mm-hmm. the what are some of the lessons you learned as a first time software founder? Because there's what? a lot. It's a lot. Well, I think the 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 first most important thing is I know how to shut up and listen, and I know how to delegate, and I know how to. If I'm gonna hire you, I'm just gonna trust you. It, it, a lot of uh, bosses make the mistake of hiring people and then they want to be over their shoulders every couple minutes. Hey, uh, uh, uh. no, not at all. No, I, I don't do that. I built a team. I have my own development team and I trust them. They have every, in every single instance outperformed, you know, what I expected. So the first step is surround yourself with people who are smarter than you and then listen. I have several mentors several, many who guide me. Um, I've never paid for coaching. Um, I have mentors and I'm not arrogant and I, I have no ego. I've let go of all that a long time ago. So I can humble myself and say, I don't know this. And I'll call someone who does, even if I have to pay, give them a few bucks. It's worth it. You know, one of the things that you said that really stands out that I've heard countless quote successful people say is I hired people that are smarter than me. And I've heard that my whole life from successful people. And I think that that following that advice starts with accepting the fact and owning the fact that you're not the smartest person in the room and you shouldn't, you don't, you shouldn't want to be. No, you gotta find, you gotta find, you gotta find people that are good at the things that you're not good at. And then I like that you get out of the, get out of the way. And that's, that's a tricky, that's a tricky science too. Cause you also have to understand when to get involved. Cause if you get too far out of the way, things get real far down the road and they get off track. So well, it, de- it depends on whether or not they want to get their checks on time. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> now, now with that, I mean, that's not always, the, that's not always the option though. So some of that is like, I think when you talk about the lessons that you're going to learn, I see a lot of people that want to build an app and we can talk. So what's an app? We can talk about a mobile app. You can talk about a web app. You can talk about a lot of different kinds of apps, but they want to build mm-hmm. a software product. And, you know, some of that is, I think one of the biggest lessons that I've learned in the past and I've had other people mention is they tried to make that very first version of it a little too, it, it needed to be a little too good. It had to be a little too perfect. It had a little too much stuff. I, I mean, I, I you pick a couple things and get real good at them. Yeah. And work on that part first before you try to say, okay, this needs to do 67 different things. And until it does 67 different things, it's not ready to get out there. You mentioned like, if you're good at just a couple of things, which are your core items, like what is the problem you want to solve? Like what, what were a couple of those for your app? Um, for me, um, and I, before I even go there, let me just touch on one of the things that you said, because we can't skip past that. Um, I got, I had a call with my mentor, one of my mentors, David Spizak, and he said to me, don't go wide, go deep. And so the mistake a lot of people make is, you know, they try to make their first project, oh, it's got to be perfect. I didn't do that. What I did is, and, and I'm going to be uh, 
100% real with you, Matt. What is on my app based upon how I envision it? It's only maybe 15, 10 to 15% of what it's going to be. You know, just like a baby, you got to crawl before you walk. You got to stumble before you walk solid. You got to be able to walk solid before you can run. And so I, I accept that. And I accept the fact that, you know, I got to start off small. I'm not going to put all my all of my ideas on the app yet because we just started. You know, you got to get your feet wet, figure out all of the mistakes and the glitching and, and all of that, you know. Now, in terms of um, issues that I've had, you know, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm a well-oiled machine. I really haven't had any issues whatsoever in development um, at all. Um, my team has uh, performed above what I ever imagined, so much so that, and they completed the work, The uh, uh, everybody completed their work ahead of schedule that we already have begun developing Success Adelineus and Success Air Francais, which is the same apps in French and in Spanish. So that's that's what you just detailed and described as rare. Most, on, on average, most people take twice as long and spend three times as much as they expected. No. So congr- congratulations on that. I planned. But, I planned. But, I right. planned. And, and that starts with good planning. Now, what you're talking about is ra- going deep rather than going wide. I mean, that's a key ingredient because, I mean, that, yeah, that's the same thing, saying the same thing with different words. And really one of the phrases that someone said to me that I say a lot as well is be brilliant on the basics. And if you can't, and that's that same thing, if you can't be good at the core thing. So like you talk about a core thing, you know, if like, for example, I'm also the founder of gigabook.com, which is online appointment setting. If gigabook can't take an appointment, it, we have no business building or doing anything Whoa, else. Gigabook? It's a core. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a core ingredient, though. If you can't, well, you used it to make the appointment here on this show. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah I, I know the book. Right now, it reminded you. It did. It does a whole lot of other stuff. But, yeah, but it can't, if it can't do that very first thing, which is let you pick and reserve a time, we had we had no business, or would have had no business, or how you know hypothetically trying to mess with reminders or notifications mm-hmm. or like a whole bunch of other crap because. It's kind of like it's kind of like right in basketball. It's kind of like in basketball. If you can't move the ball up the court, who cares about layups, shooting, rebounding? Right. It doesn't matter because you're never even going to take a shot. Or That's if you right. do, it's going to be like that full court shot. And unless you're me, those don't go in often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. I'm not, I've ever I'm not so good at basketball. <laughs> I'm not sure I've ever had a full court shot either. I'm just, I'm kind of joking about that. It just, it just felt appropriate to say something like that. Now, a, a quick reminder, as we continue our conversation, once again, with me today, I've got Kayente Young, who is the founder of Success Airlines app. You can, uh, there's a link in the show notes to a site, go download that app and check it out. And you can have a better idea of what we're talking about. Now, if you're looking to find expert software developers, that doesn't have to be difficult, especially when you visit fullscale.io, where you can build a software team quickly and affordably. You can use the Fullscale platform to define your technical needs and then see what available developers, testers, and leaders are ready to join your team. Fullscale.io, we can help you build your app. That's all we do. I've got about 300 people that work on that stuff all day, every day, and that number grows. 
So one of the things you mentioned, I think is a good lesson. And I think you're really smart for, so I think entrepreneurs have a challenge have, and founders, entrepreneurs have a challenging time quelling ambition. Like we want to do it all every time, every time, like all of it, Mm -hmm. like, let's go, we're good. It's going to be the greatest freaking thing in the world. And so you hear Kayente talking about how, hey, the overall vision and what we launched is 10 to 15% of what it will be down the road. Now, the reason that that's important to focus on is if you get people in, you have mediocre in the beginning, they're just not going to stick around, right? So how did you go about defining what the most important parts of what you were going to build were during your planning process? Well, it started off with the base initial idea that I have for the app, how I envisioned the app initially. And then as I started to imagine other things and see other ideas, you know, I added it to my, my plans, but I didn't necessarily tell my developers. Okay. Um, one of the things that I, I try to do is I try to learn from other people and I recognize, look, I'm from Harlem. I'm from the hood. I don't have access to a Elon Musk or or a, a Matt, a person as successful as you with the the background. I don't have a, I don't have access to Elon Musk either. But the thing is, is what I do have is I'm able to look at the moves of successful apps of Twitter, of Facebook, of Instagram, of Clubhouse. One of the things that's common amongst them all is if you look at how they looked when they first came out, and then you look at them now, they're completely different. Oh yeah. So what that taught me is that it's okay for me to start off small and it's okay. And as my app grows and we add value, like currently on there, there are 200, over 200 different lessons about uh, different careers and glossary style uh, uh, curriculum, Um, uh, where it's uh, a list of hundreds of careers. And then we have voiceovers where the kids can push the button and play. I've gotten correspondence that two-year-olds are on the app and they don't they don't really know what they're doing, but they're touching it and playing it. And the thing is, it's about getting your kid in the mindset. One of my investors' uh, daughters, she has met, learned the entire app and you should see her go. And the thing that Matt is, is so exciting about this project is, Matt, I can't wait to start doing, uh, making commercials to promote this app because we're going to have so much fun. They're going to be such, such fun commercials. Um, so, you know, it's really just about building the foundation. Most people, they get, they go into a project and it's boom, boom, boom. They're going to do everything now. No, you got to make sure that your foundation is built. You got to make sure that the initial part is strong. Even in terms of fundraising, Matt, I could have raised millions of dollars. The app is already up. I've got a thousand downloads and everything. What I only do is I only take what I need for now, just so that we can get the app to where we want it to be. Um, and then we'll, we'll grow from there. But it's, but you know, a lot of people, again, are, are, they put the cart before the horse, you know, they go into situations that they may necessarily not be ready for me. I'm humble enough to take my time and really make sure that this opportunity is right for me. That doesn't mean that if a great opportunity comes my way, I'm the type that overthinks it. I know a great opportunity when I see it immediately. But at the same time, you know, entrepreneurs, app developers, this goes across the board beyond all in all industries and all businesses. 
crawl before you walk because if you try to walk and you haven't crawled, you're going to fall on your face. So you mentioned investors. What did, what did you learn about that process? Cause that is a, that is a different reality and experience yeah. for everybody. I mean, it's, 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 it's it could be very hurtful to, to yeah. a weak minded person. Yeah. And I want to, and I'll, and you know, Matt, I'm I'm gonna tell you the real the the full story. You of how you don't seem weak minded to me though. No, it you know I didn't bother me, but some people it it can hurt people's feelings. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a few scenarios. Originally, Success Airlines was going to be a series of children's books, and then I decided that we were gonna develop an app. I did my business plan. Um, I interviewed developers. And then I said, okay, I need X amount of dollars to do this. And then I had a call with um, someone and, you know, they just mentioned the words that I had forgotten from my youth, these three letters, OPM, other people's money. Now I'm here about to dump, you know, $150,000 of my own money into this project. And then I remember that. So I said, okay, I know all of these wealthy people. I've achieved a lot of cool things, but Matt, I've never gotten funding. I've gotten sponsorship, but I've never had funding, which is a huge difference. It is very different. Yeah, yeah. very different. Yeah. So, and I mean, I've done very well over the years getting sponsorship, but investment is different. Anyway, um, so I reached out to some of the wealthier folks that I knew that I, I, I just, that I had relationships with that I thought I was cool with. And honestly, Matt, they, they wasted my time. I had one who I flew to his town, two time, his city two times to meet with him. Then another one who wanted to give me the money, but he wanted to take half the company. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I have that money. I could do it myself, but why would I give you half of my, my business? And so then it was a, a, another investor um, and I really, I, it just didn't work out. And so I, rem, I, I, I had already been producing daily rooms on this app called Clubhouse. Uh, for those of you who may or may not, this is uh, Cayente, Captain Young Money. That's what I'm called on Clubhouse. And uh, I have a, a club. My club has 27,000 uh, members. On Clubhouse, I have 40,000 followers. And so I just... In one of my rooms, I put it out there. And my club members, Matt, stepped up. I couldn't believe it, Matt. And so my app, the first, the seed round of my app, and I'm currently in Series A, um, uh, all on Clubhouse. People, my, my members of my Clubhouse club stepped up and supported. And the thing, what makes it great that they did that is the fact that they've gotten to know me over a long period of time. I produced, I've been on Clubhouse for two years, almost two years. I've produced thousands of rooms. I have daily rooms going every day. Um, and so they've gotten to know me and they trust me. And, and, and what's even better is that it's not that they just trust me, but they also are helping me with the process, you know, helping me complete tasks because you know, when you have a huge project like this and you're the founder, you could do, I could do everything, right? But 
I got other things I'd like to do. So if myself and my team and my investors, we all chip in a little bit, we can get a lot done. And so, you know, and I've had no issues with my investors whatsoever. Um, I am I am at a point now where, you know, after we, uh, you know, complete a couple more tasks with the project, I'm going to be really presenting a, a, a huge package. And, uh, you know, and I'm going to be consistent in my business models, you know, individual investors. Um, and that's just that. There's a couple of lessons I learned through building different stuff. You know, Gigabook was the first commercial software product I ever built. And, you know, I, I've self-funded. I've been in a, a pretty good spot to not have to, you know, everything from Gigabook to full scale has, I've, I had a, I have a partner at full scale, but I've done most of the stuff myself. I did, I have entertained and had the funny conversation with a whole lot of people. The lessons I learned along the way were, well, there's a lot of people out there raising money. Like you're not the only one asking, yeah. asking funds and rich people or friends or anyone for, for money and an investment. And with that, you need to understand that these are business decisions that you're often asking business people to make, which mm -hmm. means that they should be based on some foundation in business. Now, uh, now past that, I found a lot of people were like, you know, Matt, love you, love what you're doing, think you're the real deal, yada, 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 but this isn't the right thing for me. Okay, next. And you yeah. move down the line. You can't take it personally. And, you know, the thing is, 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 you know, the, I, I, and I don't, I would, if I went back through the near, nearly thousand episodes of this show at this point and talk to everybody or how many times I've asked, I mean, the average amount of people needed that most people that get funded needed to ask was 60, like in the range of like 60 to 75, like meaning, and these are some hyper successful people. These aren't just like sh people that showed up and said, Hey, I'm going to do a startup and now I got to go find investors. And I'm talking to like seasoned people, mm -hmm. pedigree or experience or whatever. And they still have to go out and, you know, they're in, in that 60 to 75 uh, ask range. And that means that they gave a lot of presentations. They did a lot of it and you just have to like, it is uh Okay, so episode I didn't do two, any of that. I didn't dude, do any well, presentations. Well, right. Nothing. Yeah, and so, well, you kind of did though, because you well doing it with, but you're smart because you went and asked. You have you've already built a community of people that believe in and support you, and that's where you should start. That is the the right start. But that said, uh, those can also be sometimes your worst investors. Like I don't do business with my own family and it's not, it's not, it's cause I want to keep things civil at Thanksgiving, man. You know, like well, I, I, I listen, I create an environment where, you know, I tell them everything, all the investors are all, we all are all on the same chain and there are no secrets. Um, they understand that this is a process. One, two, I was very smart because I didn't take much money from anybody. I took just what I needed to complete a task. Um, yep. I'm not, I haven't looked at this thing yet in terms of making profits, but just in terms of getting the app up and running. Also, I've been consistent in improving and doing the things that I say that I was going to do. 
I've consistently um, met my deadlines. Um, the app is up and running before it was supposed to. It looks better. And in fact, Matt, I lied to them because I didn't tell them I was developing Success Aerolineas and Success Air France. By the way, those apps are already completed, designed, and done. The lessons just have to be loaded. Do you now, speak French? Do you speak French? Parlez-vous un petit français? I have no idea what you just said to me, so I'm just assuming that you told me that I'm awesome in French. <laughs> no, I what I said out. is, uh, what I said is, I speak a little French. But I've been listening. Is, is I've that... been listening to my wife use that the damn Duolingo app for almost mm-hmm. two years and speak French, and uh, I'm hoping that she would have known what that is. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go. I'm not. I'm not gonna make that assumption yet. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to learn now. I, you know, one thing I want to say is, as I want to throw a caveat out there, because compared to so many conversations I've had with so many people over the years, you're on you're on the far end of of having got it right. And oh, thanks, man. It's not the norm. It's not the norm. I mean, there are a lot of really hard lessons that a lot of people have to learn. <clears throat> Congratulations on the timeline thing. I think one of the the had this conversation with so many different people over the years, like the underestimation of time mm-hmm. and, and money are probably two of the bigger lessons that I, I get repetition when I hear people talking about it. They're like, I grossly underestimated how much time it would take, how much money it would take, <clears throat> or, and then honestly, the next thing is probably how difficult it is because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think that you just decide you're going to build software and then you just build it and it works and everyone's cool with it. And, you know, there's a lot of also things that, that don't play out in reality, like they would in concept. So as someone that works with so many different tech companies to help them scale teams, you know, Warren Buffett once said nine women can't make a baby in a month. So some of this also is you can't necessarily always speed it up by just putting more people involved on it. And in fact, you can slow it down in a lot of cases. So the idea that I've had a lot of actually investor type people call me and they're like, well, I put all this money into this thing and it's going really slow. What can we do to speed it up? Um, possibly nothing. Because, you know, when it comes to building things that have moving parts and interdependencies and the evolution of a product and software, so much of it is related to like, you know, A has to lead to B, has to lead to C, has to lead to D, has to lead to E. And the problem is, is in reality, C broke, B quit, and D, you tried to move it up in the timeline, but realized that it wasn't going to work at all until you had B and C in place. And, you know, these are the things it's just like, you know, if the gear isn't there, it can't turn another gear. And, and, you know, that's a a pretty, a pretty basic description of what highly technical. I actually had someone ask me the other day with someone that was working on my house and he said, what do you do? And I said, I own a software company. He's like, cool. How does that work? And I said, it's magical gibberish in a server somewhere. And he goes, wow, that actually might be the best description anyone's ever given me of what software is. And for most people, that is the truth because I don't write code. I write checks. And for me, it is magical gibberish. (laughs) I don't know anything either. To make that happen, they should be called not developers, but magicians. Yeah. And understanding how that works. But my point is, is is it's a lot harder than people think it is because, 
there's technical components and all these different things. Like, mm-hmm. and then that's the thing is until you get in there and you do it, it's really hard to have an appreciation for it. It's kind of like my, my wife had COVID recently. And when she got a positive test, she had to immediately go quarantine. Me and the kids didn't have it and we never got it, but it turned me into like a single mother right away. And it took me about a day to, to be reacquainted with my appreciation for all the crap that my wife does. That's really hard. That's just, it's just a ton of little stuff. It's just a ton of little stuff. It's like, Oh, well you, you take the kids to school. Okay. Well, that's one thing they got to get dressed. They got to eat. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, my kid, one of my daughter like showed up with like a dreadlock in her hair and I oh, didn't no. know. I said, well, maybe cause I don't, dude, I don't have, I barely have any hair. Yeah. I hair. I don't know what that takes anymore. So, but the building software is that same thing. Like little lessons. There are just, it's startups and business in general. There's a thousand little components. And the problem is, is when one of those gears gets yanked out of place or stripped, it can sometimes be very difficult to move all of the others. So, well, for me, for me, I just, I operated a little bit differently. I just positioned myself in a way where one part can't affect the other. Um, and I know that's a challenge, um, <clears throat> but I, I, I think I've, I think I figured out a, a, a good way of doing it. I think for starters, you just, you gotta have people that can complete tasks, you know, that can execute. And once you have people that can execute, even if they execute at 75, 80%, that's pretty good. Um, but most people don't execute is the thing, like finding people that truly do execute. Well, that's why you weed them out. You can't. Yeah, just- yeah, but that's, but that's part of the process. And that's, what's challenging along the way. Cause if you have, I mean, it's easy to, maybe get a couple people on a startup team and you're like, mm-hmm. there's like three people, but if you look at the math, so let's look at the math. Now you got three people and they deliver and now you bring in a fourth person that doesn't, that means 25% of your company doesn't deliver. Mm-hmm. So the, the ratio and the, the, of that early stage can be tough. And, 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 but the you, one thing you said, you got to weed it out. Yeah. You, gotta, you have to like, take that, like, oh man. And it's tough. It's tough. Cause uh, you if you've no never food. done that, <laughs> you've never done it. I mean, most yeah. people, most people on the planet have never had to fire someone. Mm-hmm. They really haven't. No, I and, just love you know, until you do that, on, like, that's a tough thing. And it's, you know, it's like, I mean, I've, I have talked to too many people whose business has failed and later they just came to the reality that like, you know, I just kept the wrong people around for too long. Now, speaking of the right people, if you need to hire software engineers, testers, or leaders, full scale can help. We have the people in the platform to help you build and manage a team of experts. When you visit fullscale.io, all you need to do is answer a few questions and let our platform match you up with our fully vetted, highly experienced team of software engineers, testers, and leaders. At Fullscale, we specialize in building long-term teams that work only for you. Learn more at fullscale.io. Once again, with me today, Kayente Young. He's the founder of the Success Airlines app. There's a link for that in the show notes. You can download the app and check it out. Let your kids go home and play with that. Let's drive that download count up for him. I got to feel like uh, your your uh, clubhouse group is probably going to enjoy this episode as well. Maybe maybe they maybe they're tired of listening at the same time though. <laughs> Like, no, no, they like me pretty. They like I got to give a speech tomorrow at, at a, like a local networking or a co-working place. And I, and I sit there and I was like, 
I was like, man, I got to come up with some new material. I got to go do something different. That's not like what people could listen to hundreds and hundreds of episodes of. So Mm -hmm. that's always, that's always the key ingredient. Well, Hey man, thanks for joining me today on our way out. I mean, what's the, like, if you had to look back at like the number one lesson learned while building an app, what comes to mind? Um, the number one lesson is ask questions, you know, and don't think you know it all because you don't. Um, another thing too is don't be a copycat. You know, um, I've had a few people contact me because they need, they want to develop applications. And out of the five that contacted me, four want to develop an app almost identical to Clubhouse. Be yeah. unique. One of the yeah. things I, I would I can say and appreciate about Success Airlines is it's unique. We are the only ones in our space doing what we do. There's no one else who does what we do. You know? And I, I would I'll, I'll tack on to that uh, by saying that if you are going to quote copycat, you got to do something to disrupt. You got to do something. It still has to be unique in that regard. Yeah. You know, you look at yeah, things like, you know, Clubhouse has had an interesting kind of rise and fall about it as well from a user and subscription base. But that's still a, that's still a, a, a very, very well funded. They say, be careful of the 800 pound gorilla in the room. Like trying to get people to go from one thing to another is, is a challenge. And if your business model uh, is based on trying to take other people's users or subscribers uh, the math that we came up with is that you really have to be three times better or three times cheaper to get even to get people to give a shit enough to want to maybe do something different. Because once you get into sticky products and things like that's the thing. So build a product that people want to use, that they rely on, that they feel comfortable with, and then they don't want to change. So we yeah. could, I digress. We could go into a much uh, a whole different topic of that. Kayante, thanks so much for joining me, Thank man. I'm going to catch up with you down the road. Yep. Thank you so much. You're amazing, man. I learned so much. Thank you. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. We do it.